Welcome to Frictionless. All right. Well, welcome to Frictionless. I've got Matt Kern, the president of MRAA. Matt, how are we doing tonight? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, this is exciting uh, because, first of all, we had this six degrees separation from, uh, you know, uh, baseball. And I started out purposely with my background because last time we were in a Zoom together, we recognized that uh, left-handed pitchers was the six degrees of separation. So tell us a little bit about your baseball passion that we both uh, share. Yeah, I, I, I got my baseball passion, I think, from my grandfather, who big left-handed pitcher, uh, had a shot to, to try out for, with the Yankees. Uh, actually, his parents didn't let him do it. Uh, kept him home from the war and kept him and kept him home from baseball as well. But a lot of legend in our family, and it's something that really kind of inspired me to fall in love with baseball. And that was in the were near the field of dreams too, right? Wasn't it? That was yeah, yeah. He was an Iowa guy, uh, Northwest Iowa, and and all that. So yeah, field of dreams. That's how it happened. That's how uh, the Wilkins family, Big Jack Wilkins, a left-hander who who uh, did get to uh, the Cleveland Indians and the Boston Red Sox, and then ended up here in the for the Milwaukee Braves before they uh, turned Brewers. And uh, so yeah, it was fun for us to talk about that. But we're here really to talk about in frictionless. Um, we're really here to talk about the marine industry, and I'm just gonna like set the uh, tone with um, going with the theme of the great organization of the MRAA. So why don't you lead us off? Tell us that right now the industry's in, in a unique place uh, and um, you're kind of, you're in the heartbeat of it, talking to dealers on a daily basis. Yeah. And, you know, no, no question, a big shock to the system back in March, you know, I think for everybody, uh, it took a big hit for, for our dealers the last half of the month that kind of just shut off. But, you know, April, uh, it seemed to come back. And I think, you know, with all the, people being cooped up in their homes. I think with, with uh, the knowledge and understanding that being outside and getting involved in some outdoor recreation has really kind of led boating back. And, and I know today our dealers sound like they're really busy. Talked to a few dealers today that are, that are having uh, years that are up over last year and a lot of really good uh, positive uh, results going on out there today. So we're excited about that. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, in, in my experience and talking to dealers as well, that the attitude leads, um, uh, you know, with grace forward. And the ones that do uh, have that ability to kind of go mind over matter and start to assemble, like, how can we work through this? Um, you know, a couple of them have, are actually up year over year from April, like several, not just one, but um you know, typically uh, that would not have been something we thought of at the beginning of March uh, going in April, but uh, it's great to see. And it's great that that's actually with 20 group communications, there's a lot more confidence opening up out there in the market. And, um, you know, into uh, dealer week, that's awesome, right? Because it's going to yeah. get people understanding that, hey, we had to adapt, adjust. But uh, tell us about dealer week coming up and um, what's what you guys have got uh collaborating and well planned out. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think you nailed it with the word attitude, right? I mean, attitude is what it's all about right now. And, and you can get down or you can take this and, and innovate and, and run with it. And so, you know, we hear, we can hear it in a dealer's voice if they're doing well and if they're going to continue to do well and, and we can hear it if they're not. And the reality of that situation is that, you know, the attitude is the indicator of, of how things are going to be. 
uh, as opposed to the how things have been uh, becoming the the indicator of the attitude. It's it's really that kind of innovative approach. So um, dealer week, you know, is full speed ahead, and we're lo- we're excited about it. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, some innovative approaches to how we're going to to do some things this year. We got some new ideas up our sleeves. Uh, we got some new uh, ways that we're going to deliver. Uh, the powerful education that we've had uh, at that event over the years. I think uh, dealers are uh, are most importantly going to be interested in the fact that, you know, as we build the educational programming, we, t- we typically like to have that built by now and we're starting to promote the education, but with as fluid as things are in the marketplace today and, and as, as ever evolving as they seem to be, we've kind of pushed back the, 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 the start of building that education simply because we want to make sure that everything is on point uh, for December when we launch that, that event. And we want to make sure that we are able to deliver powerful education for the dealers, but more importantly, to set them up uh, for success with great confidence uh, for 2021. Yeah, that's awesome. And actually seeing, you know, some of the um, detail that you've already put into it, I think that's there's going to be a lot of uh, great, um, you know, the curriculum of how dealers can get frictionless and pick up, um, you know, the the ability to understand the innovation that's taking place in the industry. Because I know you talked about this, but you know, it's exciting going into Dealer Week. In my opinion, is that the industry is like two to three years behind automotive, um, you know, and it's caught up to RV with uh, a lot of things that I've seen out there. And so the curriculum that you've put in place, there's a, there's a really great, um, you know, ability for velocity of education of how to improve the journey of the customer and also execute. So that means, uh, you know, the ability to do more with uh, technology at less cost and um, it actually makes profitability a focus. Yeah. Look, I mean, we all know and understand the marketplace today. We're all ordering our groceries online and we're all doing a lot more online business. And as we look at uh, the way that dealers have been really forced to, to change their business model uh, into more of a frictionless approach and, and so forth, uh, there's a lot of opportunity for us to, to learn more about that and to evolve as an industry. Um, you know, as an example, as we talked about, we had the, the great session from Connect last year where on texting and, and on one of our number one takeaways from the event was dealers were planning to go back and implement more texting into their business. Well, couldn't have been more timely, right? Knowing what we know today. Right. So as we look at, at um, the 2020 Dealer Week, we're looking at how can we help dealers understand the customer journey and help them implement systems and processes that cater to that customer journey, as opposed to kind of forcing their own sales process and how they want the, the customer to go through that process um, in, in, on their business, right? We, we really want them to be able to focus on delivering for the customer and the customer's needs because those have, they've all changed, right? I mean, this whole COVID thing has changed the dynamic. Yeah, and I think it's changed it uh, in a way like, you know, the behavior, the Amazon effect for consumers where they literally get that, uh, you know, full circle in the wheelhouse, if you will, of how they start. They actually look at products and then all the way through the delivery and then education on how to use some things if they're depending on what it is and just um, not 
you know, from a consumer behavior standpoint, the demand for the customer controlling how they buy a product yeah. has changed, right? And so um, you and I were talking about, um, you know, in Dealer Week, literally, uh, and I know you have a slide, which is pretty cool, but it's talking about the journey for the dealer at Dealer Week and really having an understanding of it's not what you as MRAA wants to do. It's what are we going to best serve our dealers experience so they get the most out of it and, and literally um, utilize what we put together. Yeah. Our whole, our whole thing was we really wanted to be able to build a memorable experience, right? And it's all about that customer experience. And in our case, the, our customer is, is the dealer. That's who we cater to the dealer's case. The customer is the, the, the standard consumer, but we were super intentional about building out every single phase of that customer journey. And we were in, intentional about it to the point where if you were at dealer week, you understand this, but um, the exiting of the event uh, is typically something that event producers overlook and, and they don't put a lot of effort and energy into. But this year we hired a keynote speaker who was a drummer who had a real high energy, exciting exit to the event. Um, we actually gave out drumsticks uh, for for everybody that was at that event to remind them to inspire somebody through that same type of message. And so being super intentional about that uh, was helped really kind of deliver the power of that event. And our thinking is, how do we help dealers create the customer journey within their dealership so that the customer experience is world-class, right? If they're intentional about every step along the way, whether it's when they walk in the front door, uh, to the delivery, all the way through to the after sale uh, portion of the, of, of, of the experience and the relationship, we can do a much better job of, of bringing people into boating and keeping them in boating. Yeah. I mean, they don't need, it's not like, you know, in car business, they, they, they don't need a boat. So it's the passion side of a hobbyist, right? You want to make it memorable. And the best, uh, you know, form of, of uh, that is them telling people about what a great experience they had with a lot of new boaters coming in because boating um, is like probably one of the top things you could do as a family with what's going on to unplug, reconnect, social distance, be safe. The industry's in a much different place today uh, with, you know, attribution of many new boaters, plus, you know, getting people to upgrade during this time, because it's probably one of the greatest things you could do with your family right now is boat, right? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, hey, I'm, I'm in Minneapolis. Uh, we had the ice went out on April 2nd. Uh, that same weekend, uh, Lake Minnetonka was packed with boaters. I mean, the water temp must have been, what, 35 degrees, and, and the lake was loaded with people. So I think, what we've seen historically is that that boating, because of it's a discretionary spending uh, industry, we've seen uh, boating become the first industry into the recession and the last one to come out. And in this case, you know, because of the suddenness of, of the onset of this whole pandemic thing, uh, everybody went in at the same time. But I truly believe that boating is going to lead us out of this. I think it's going to lead our economic recovery because so many people want to be outside and being outside and on the water and participating in boating is a very social distancing, responsible uh, approach that we can all take. Uh, and we've seen it. I mean, dealers are, are loaded with customers right now. The top of that funnel, super full uh, service business is, is off the charts right now because people are using their boats and getting out. So 
I think we're going to lead this recovery, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how that kind of all unfolds. Yeah, and, and as you know, Matt, I live uh, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, right? And yeah. my my favorite time with my family uh, is on our boat and uh, in a journey where uh, having to social distance with a young guy who had immune deficiencies. Yeah. Um, you know, the dealer that I worked with on the lake, um, we we literally already have been there where you had you know, being out in the open air with your family, unplugging, were probably the most uh, precious time you could ever experience. And so, you know, I think that customer journey is so important. And since there's going to be a lot of new boaters coming in, uh, you and I were talking about a book, uh, Rebuilding Retail, right? Yep. And you mentioned uh, a great product, Connect, before. And I actually was in that session uh, in Tampa. Yeah. And, you know, when in that journey now, uh, one of the things that they pointed out back then was that, you know, people read a text within five minutes and they respond to that text within two hours, um, 84% of the time, right? And that was kind of a big eye-opener in that session. For sure. Um, I've been actually talking to our dealers about it since. Um, because in the end of the day, there's, there's different forms of text with innovation. There's either the texting from a service standpoint that your work is done. It's, we're going to deliver your boat to you, not you come get it. That's a big change right now, right? right. We've sanitized the boat. And then in the marketing side, there's marketing text, which actually feeds into CRM. So just that one aspect that was such a great part of last year's dealer week yeah. has changed and evolved where that's where I look at Marine being two to three years behind in, in just this year. We've got two different forms of texting, which is so uh, part of the uh, dominant processes of these dealers who are up year over year and have that attitude because they were also in that session, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, in, in the client journey in Rebuilding Retail, which is a book that was written in two, 2017, it kind of predicted like innovation and where things were going then. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, like we talked about, the dealer needs to kind of conceptualize what they want to, to deliver from a customer experience standpoint, right? And then they can find that technology that helps them deliver it. What, you know, whether it's their, their website, whether it's the, the, texting component, being able to deliver on that uh, uh, experience that they've designed, but they need to be really intentional about that design and that experience itself. And so uh, this re-engineering retail book and the concept there uh, really kind of hammered home the idea that they can innovate and they can be really forward thinking. And, and, and not only can they, they have to be, particularly with this uh, economic environment we're in today. The, 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 the expectations that our customers have today with curbside delivery and the, the ease of doing business with grocers or dealers or whoever it might be, that will never go back to the way that it used to be. It might shift back that direction a little bit, but it'll never fully go, go back that, that far. So we need to really kind of be intentional about those customer journeys and those experiences as we go forward. Yeah, and I think innovation, like the personalization of that journey, when the customer comes in to like your website and you're already doing business with them, you know, not recognizing that customer goes far away from even what was said in that book, right? You need to reinforce that they're not only in the right place, doing business with the right person, the dealer that already sold them, right? And servicing them. So looking at uh, the things that give synergy to what that journey is going to be for the customer and using technology um, and innovation. I think that, you know, I see like Dockmaster, 
it now integrating with dealers data and I see um, CDK doing a great job of it. So we're literally tracking right behind automotive. And I'm convinced that there's a lot of people uh, working with us right now from last year's dealer week to now to make that, um, you know, the, the technology and innovation possible for the dealers to execute on. And, um, well, I, I just I add on to that, you know, technology is the great equalizer, right? I mean, for, for years, we've said that, that, or we've heard that boating is 10 to 15 to 20 years behind uh, auto. And here we are today talking that it's two to three years and the technology is what delivers that, right? I mean, all of the stuff that they said in this book about re-engineering retail, about how things will be. I mean, that was, like you said, written in 2017 and the start of 2020, March hit, somebody snapped their fingers and all of a sudden we're there and we need to be ready for it. And technology allows us to do that. Yeah, I think it put the throttle down on um, the, the forward future of expectations of the journey for the customer. So if they, they aren't able to have that frictionless experience of pick up, drop off, not even coming into the dealership, getting 360 videos, um, all that is going to be a new expectation. It's not even like, I don't, I don't like hearing the new norm because it's not. And I believe that the boating industry just stepped its game up and I see results happening that are exciting. So I congratulate the dealers who have great attitude and you and uh, your organization and what you're doing. I think Dealer Week is going to be huge uh, this year because that education is going to be priceless um, and people are going to be able to pick up on the, okay, we need to dig in on frictionless. Why? Well, Amazon did and the customer's behavior is now trained. Walmart really, they pivoted and now pick up drop off. You didn't have to go in the store, right? Right. See those things happening more and more. And um, I saw a dealer in actually Minnesota, great collaboration. They set up their inventory with a uh, um, QR code. So people didn't even need to come inside the showroom. The, the inventory is outdoors, so it made it safe. It made it comfortable for people. And that particular dealer, he's uh, he was up 17% in April over 2019. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. I mean, and, and think about it. It all goes back to what we were talking about before, where um, the dealers have adapted their systems and processes to what the customers need right? Not what they, how they want things to go, not, not forcing a, a, a process on, on somebody. They've adapted to what the customers want and the customers need, and they're being successful because of it. And I think that's a great indicator. Yeah, well, I, I tell you what, I know that we might have a little overtime on the 13 minutes and 13 seconds of friction. <laughs> you, Matt, spending the time with us uh, talking about Dealer Week, um, you know, and uh, some of the things that we shared. I think this is a uh, have been great and we'd love to have you back on maybe just a little bit before dealer week we can go through some of the 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 uh you know that journey for the dealers so they can actually plan uh and have a great experience at dealer week yeah well hey i really appreciate you having me it's always great catching up with you and, and chatting on on all of this uh, i love this topic it's a passion of mine so appreciate you uh including me in the conversation you bet thanks a lot yeah take care